0: well Michael Jordan is an individual he's a great basketball player and his ability to bring others around him to make them better was his superpower what LeBron's what LeBron has taught me LeBron is a CEO he doesn't take people well he, he not only takes talent around him and makes them play better he takes he gets the best talent yeah, he's a hell of a recruiter He recruits the best. Michael Jordan didn't do that. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds.
1: So the next strategy is focus on results. Focus on the bigger picture and the desired result, not just the time and effort required.
2: You know, Mike, we talked about that really to yeah. start with, which is the time on task does not equal value, right? And and somehow that's been lost on on most. And and look, arguably because there are roles where time on task does matter. Yeah, task related jobs, working a toll booth. You know, working um, in a in a cafeteria on an assembly line could could be one of those things. There are some time on task related jobs. The fear I have about time on task related jobs is automation. Yeah. And so, in in a world where technology is deflating the value of um, the labor market, you have to be adding value in order to generate. additional value and and an irreplaceable worth to a company.
0: Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking big, big vision. And so within that vision, I cast a vision, and then within those, within those, that vision, there's certain tasks or there's certain action steps that I have to do in order to attain that vision. The problem is as an entrepreneur, is you're thinking you're thinking big vision. And a lot of times as you, as, as an entrepreneur, you're right, you're right. You start off doing all of those tasks in order to get the goal. We just kind of conflate. We're thinking that those tasks is the solution in and of itself. And it's not the task, it's the result.
2: So for a real estate agent, how do you, um, you know, it's, this is, I see this fallacy show up a lot. That's like experience, right? Oh, I've right. been in the business for 20 years right. or so um, six
0: houses a year for yeah.
2: 20 years. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? It's like uh, we call that one year. Um, <laughs> no, um, it, it's, um, I, I see that and then I see the the prescription of just lead generate for two hours, for three hours, for four hours, whatever that number is. And the reality is, is if you pick up the phone and you call a thousand people and you don't set an appointment with any of them, did you actually work right now? You could if you're working to to get better and and you're reviewing, analyzing, assessing, improving, if you're working to improve and your you're skills, measuring, that's right. But if it's you're a wor-
0: contact sport, so many contacts you make and then eventually they shake. But, it, but
2: none of it matters without the result eventually. Right. So you get that ramp up skill building time frame where time on task is the way you build skill and then the result has to show up or time on task is not worth keeping.
0: But I mean, so for example, you gave a you lead generating. Say you're making phone calls and say you're making those phone calls and you don't have the results. That is an opportunity. What is it that I am doing wrong? What am I not doing in order to get the result? And then you've You now you have to go to the drawing board. What is it that the Eric Forneys are doing when they're lead generating so that you can then instead of like focus on the time on task, you're now focusing on the results of that. What am I doing in that during that period of time that's leading to the end result? Yeah, that was one of the questions
2: we had that came up when we went to the KW office in Louisville this week was, um, how do you hack time as a real estate agent? Like, what are time efficiencies that you can utilize um, as an agent? And one of the best ways to make your time more efficient and to, to time hack is to actually just get better. Yeah. like One of the best ways to get your time back is to have world-class skills at, at converting and and world-class skills at helping people solve the problems that they want to solve because what you find is you actually don't need to talk to hardly any people yeah you may only need to talk to one or two people a day if if your batting average is a thousand
0: yeah i um i was getting i was getting coached this week and in the coaching session i was i was going over my numbers and um uh, she asked me she said so okay like wh- how many people are you signing, you know, you're recruiting per month. And I, and I gave her that number and I know this is a numbers game. And so I have one or two, I want, I've got two options. I can either increase, increase my conversion or I can call more people. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just understanding that and then using that, like I can either practice and try to sign more people up or if I don't want to do that, just make some more appointments.
3: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I wanted to add one thing I really liked was how to gain clarity on a desired result and one question that you can ask that gets straight to it is what does this look like when it's done and done well I think that's a really good way to kind of find out and be aligned with what the result is actually gonna end up looking like and how people can get to that result more efficiently kind of even based on their personality types and what kind of strengths that they can bring to the solution as well, to get to that result. Um, I would also add to what I like here you've got highlighted. Too often we start from the beginning with a goal and work through it without ever getting clear on our destination. (laughs) Start with your destination and you you will immediately see how much effort is involved, the kind of time commitment you'll need to make and the resources you'll need. Until you get clear on that, it's just a guessing game. So yeah, I really do think that you can end up spending a lot of time on stuff that doesn't matter if you're not exactly sure what you're trying to achieve. Um, what are your thoughts on, so I know we kind of have talked about it before with goals. What do you think about, like, do you feel like you have to have a really specific destination to reverse engineer or do you feel like, yes, yeah, I do too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um,
2: you know, here's, the, here's one of the challenges I have is that um, if there's no specificity to it, you can chase it in perpetuity. Like if you're chasing a rainbow to achieve the pot of gold, you will chase the rainbow until you fall over and die. Mm-hmm. But if you're chasing the rainbow until you catch it um, or you're quitting after three miles, you'll run three miles and stop. Yeah. And the reality is you'll have two totally different outcomes by having just one tiny sliver of specificity included in that goal. And, you know, one of the examples that comes to mind that, that we've we've all been through recently um, in, in our own businesses, um, you know, KW has shifted directions as a company and it's the right direction. It's the direction of becoming a technology co- company. Right. Right The vision of KW is technology. The challenge with that is is that is a massive goal. Yeah. And so uh, having the specificity around what will t- what technology will do and how we will know what it will look like when we've arrived will change the dynamic of how quickly technology can be executed. And so we've seen um, leadership changes as a result of not being able to achieve that goal because it wasn't well-defined. And so the technology team has been recently replaced within the company because the specificity of what the end result will look like wasn't well-articulated and defined, and therefore they never arrived. And so they've been replaced by those with more defined technology-related goals to make KW the gold standard of technology for the real estate industry.
0: Yeah, um if I wanna drive my wife nuts, just tell her I'm going we're going to Florida.
2: Yeah, or going on vacation. I'm
0: not telling her yeah. when and I'm not telling her where. I'm we're just gonna get in the car, show up. You know what? Let when now if I say we're going to Disneyland or Disney World and we're going on this date and these are my plans, and this is how we're gonna get there, and I've his itinerary, people often run their business like the latter. Yeah. Yeah, you said something about that a weed a couple episodes ago, and then that's the result. That's what they have as a weed at the end, mm-hmm. because there's literally there was they they just said I want to start a real estate company. They didn't get and then this is the thing if you if you take the vision and then you chunk it down and you have clarity around what action steps you have to do, the energy level that's exerted in just not having clarity. And just knowing what it is, that it, your it's the reason you
2: hire a personal trainer because then you don't have to walk into the gym and see all of the weight equipment in front of you, all the exercise equipment, with no direction on so what. That's why we
0: you're go to go a therapist. It's yeah, absolutely. Right. It's exactly. They, it's yeah. literally. It's it's Some, a it's somebody giving you a roadmap, and you right. just that's why you have a therapist. That's why you have a coach. That's why you have a. I mean, it's to, uh, and agents should be used to this. Yeah, it's the thing that we're hired to do
2: for people. Right. If somebody has a desired outcome to move into a house, it is the agent's sole responsibility to be fiduciary in helping them accomplish that to be a therapist, actually for, being yeah. a, that's right. <laughs> a coach. That's yeah. right. Is you have yeah. to extract the intent of the desired outcome.
0: So why is it so hard for I, us to make that connection to where I'm supposed to be a fiduciary, but then I'm not supposed to have a fiduciary. I'm not supposed yeah. to have any any kind of
2: fiduciary duty to myself. Yeah. yeah. I, the reason why it's hard is because we don't ask ourselves great questions. Truly, the reason that it's hard is because the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask. And most people ask no questions or subpar questions. Yeah. Because if if you sit down and you really put a minute's worth of time into thinking about what does a business look like that I would be really thrilled with and that would accomplish all of my hopes and dreams... It would start to really unpack what that would look like and and really bring it into focus, but almost no one either takes the time or asks the right questions.
0: I sat and met with a guy the other day. He said he wants to make a million dollars, and so he said, "I want to make a million dollars." And I said, and he just kept going. I was like, "Nope, time <laughs> yeah, out. That's right. Time yeah. out. You want to make a million dollars?" Let's see how that, how that works and what yeah. that looks like. By when. Yeah. Yeah. What so we can stay yeah. abstract. Everybody says, but guess what? You're doing this. And if you did this, so how do you get from this to this? And then breaking that down and and believe it or not, it's way, it's, it's easier than you think.
2: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So the next one is kind of similar to what you're actually just talking about is be in alignment. Find out the overall goal or desired result and what you need to do and do what you need to do to align with it.
0: This is the hardest thing for me. It was the hardest thing for me is that some people pull and you push and you don't realize they're pulling. Does that make sense? To some degree, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so like you it's like tug of war it's a tug of war Mm in it like personally people do it in your you know your family people do it in your life so like you got to make sure that you hire or you partner with people that are in alignment with you Here's the thing
2: that for me, though, is that like when we look, this is where like I can at times, uh, Tyler and I will go down this rabbit hole, I'm sure, because we like to be in these philosophical, non actual truth based um, discussions. (laughs) And that is like, is it actually even possible to be in alignment with 50% of the uh, marriages end in divorce because of alignment? Yeah. Is it really possible to be in a business marriage with alignment? And so, that's the philosophical debate I have when I read that, and and so it's probably why I've kind of scratched that one out yeah, as one that doesn't resonate out. as well with me. However, I think more about um, being in business with something who is committed to wanting to find alignment okay and so if i don't necessarily i'll i'll never be 100 percent fully aligned with lauren however i believe that we will always collectively seek alignment even if we never accomplish it
0: yeah um i i don't think you're in alignment 100 percent of the time but the ability to recognize that you guys are in alignment and then to make the ability to have have the ability to then okay This is where we're now going and pulling. The thing that I'm talking about is I've been married before. And when you're pulling this way and this one's pulling and it's a mindset and they're just pulling and you're just pushing. That's in your business. Is that a willingness? That's where you need to get a divorce. (laughs) Is that a a
2: willingness? um, And like, is that willingness and flexibility or willingness and openness to like seeing multiple perspectives because So that's my fault. I married her. Well, okay, but let's let's And when I'm hiring somebody, that's my fault. I hired them right? Yeah, uh, maybe. I I mean, (laughs) listen, I I mean, that's kind of the running thing that everyone talks about, right? Is like, it's too easy to place blame on, on everyone else. So place the blame on yourself. And the reality is, is 50% of marriages end in divorce. People are really good at lying. Mm -hmm. Like we, we grew up our entire lives lying to people for a living. I don't know why the hell we think that seven interviews, two interviews, three interviews, we would actually see someone's highly complex an adaptive system of existence in a short interview process. It's too easy to take to blame the leader for everything. Sure, when there's a ton of luck and the complexity of human nature involved, and sure. so I've kind of gotten the uh, swung the other direction that says okay. people lie for a living. We all do, and and so I'm not willing to like beat my keep beating myself up over it over and over and over. I want to be in business with people who want to come to a reasonable alignment always even if we never achieve it okay are we willing to there's a
0: desire to
2: yeah are we willing to place our own ego and um and desires aside to have the transparency to communicate towards alignment and if i think and if we are then i think we can stay in business in perpetuity
0: while while that is still going on. Yeah. While that while we're still yeah. so I guess we're kind of saying the same thing. I'm okay. saying like as long as we're still willing Yeah. and then but if, if someone at some point in time like I'm just I um, I guess cuz I'm I'm kind of dealing with this with someone in my life and I just feel like from a mindset perspective like she, when I'm pulling, she's pushing. So like at some point in time do you like I I can't change that. That's like, right. That's but, a, like that's so. Right. Then you have to. So either, for me,
2: I look at it that goes if if there's value being brought by all by parties and the goal is to seek alignment and neither party is willing to quit, then then we'll we'll eventually find cl- as close as possible to alignment is what it looks like. Yeah, best example I guess that I think of is, is that there was okay. that red table um, talk with uh, Will and Jada. Uh, and I feel like, do I need to add a last name or is, or is yeah, that Yeah, you got it. Okay. We're good. We know who are. Um, so <laughs> Will and Jada do their red, ta- their red table talk, whatever it's called, um, red top table, something like that. Look it up on Facebook. Um, but they talk about being married and yet neither one of them willing to quit, period. Like so damn stubborn and relentlessly committed towards not quitting that despite being out of alignment for multiple years, they were willing to um, share. They're like, we'll share a bed with each other's new partners, but we won't quit and get divorced. We will stay so damn committed to finding the end alignment that we we'll, uh, that we won't tap out on this until mm. eventually they they accomplish that outcome. Those are the people that I want to be in business with. Those that don't shut down and quit when we're not when we fall out of alignment.
1: Actually, we've been talking about therapy so much, but that's actually when you do couples therapy, that's at least our therapist approach was like, are you guys both committed to like trying to understand each other? Are you actually both committed? Do you want to make this work long run? Because some people will go to therapy just to be like, blame. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll go. And so it's like, she was one who was like, I'm not working with you guys. If if one person doesn't want to do it, you're not going to get to alignment. That's
0: right. Yeah. 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 Good. You know what? I agree.
1: So, well, I
2: mean, I mean, listen, we've all, uh, you know, as a group, we've all said that that's something that we've done, right? Which means that there's a commitment towards resolving and finding alignment, yeah. Instead of throwing in the towel, yeah, and just saying, like, things are hard, we're out of alignment, I quit. It, I think that shows up on a track record, oftentimes in an interview process, yeah. By how many hops people have made yeah. in their career that are unrelated to life events yeah or significantly better opportunities. Right. I mean despite the fact that as an on, like as an entrepreneur like I'm someone who's entrepreneurial yet um, I have had long stints in places that I've worked everywhere I've been even I've done if, it for, yeah. even at times when I was unhappy because the intent was to find that happiness. It wasn't the company's job. To make me fulfilled, absolutely.
3: Um, I wanted to add something from the book that we've got highlighted here about alignment and what it ultimately is is about values. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't so get much more succinct than what, what what we just said.
0: I think the problem. I think that's the problem. We didn't define. We didn't. We com- so we're sitting here communicating a word. And for me, that is one thing. And for you, it's one yeah. thing. In the book is meaning another thing. And yep. that's the that's the issue that we all deal with in every facet of our life.
3: And to even add to it, it doesn't mean that you don't get to have your opinion about how things are being done, but it does mean that the work that you're doing and the work that your company does is meaningful to you. Um, if not, it's hard to get excited, stay course, or be creative. So I do think it is important, like, kind of going back to what we're talking about and having kind of a specific destination. So if people kind of know like what they're Mm -hmm. doing this for, it Mm -hmm. makes it easier to do all the things and to bring up the ideas and have the challenging conversations.
2: You know, I think that, as a, that takes an adult approach because I, I see a lot of people, I see a lot of real estate agents who are burnout. out. In fact, we did an episode um, almost a year ago now that, you know, almost uh, seven out of 10 Americans at one point in time were burnout out at work. And real estate agents have a really high burn rate. And I am blown away by that. And yes, the job can have no boundaries. And yes, the job can create work um, at at any and all given hours of the day. And I get that. The rea- the, the perspective I have though is, is how do you get burnout or how do you not, um, have fulfillment and understand that from a value perspective, you're adding a massive amount of value to someone's life when you do it right. That like at the end of the day, you're showing up to serve, which is one of the most, um, thankless and tireless jobs that you can do. Yeah. You almost never run out of energy when you're contributing. It is one of the spiritual needs of a person is to contribute. And when you really, truly make peace and, and, and can visualize and understand that as a real estate agent, your job is to serve the person and their housing needs and make a life situation that is causing yeah. them pain and headache, make it better. How do you burn out on this?
0: It's it's all from the lift, man. So like I burned out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so when you're doing it for the wrong reasons, when you're yeah. doing it
2: um, yeah. for
0: yourself, for and yourself, totally normal selfish by the way. Yeah. Reasons mm-hmm. for I'm mean, not want to say selfish. You're trying to get your your family ahead. That's right. You're trying that's to right. Build a legacy, and when you're lifting from the wrong spot, then it's heavy. The burden is really heavy, and you burn out.
2: Yeah. So you pull your right bath.
0: now I'm doing way more. <laughs> And I'm doing way less, like I feel like the energy in my burden level is because I'm coming from a different spot.
2: It's the ultimate business hack, I think, is when you understand that when you show up to serve, you have way more energy because you're unattached to the outcome. You're, yeah. just, you're actually just serving yeah. the, the the need of the person who's in front of you. And so long as, uh, as you understand that when you serve and add value, you receive value
3: in return. I think that actually is a nice segue into success strategy number six, and that's be a partner. Value and respect others' talents and goals as well as your own um, because you're actually taking and not just a uh, an approach of, um, okay, I'm just going to have to do this for you because I need a paycheck or I have to do this because of blank. It's It's how can I... B is be in alignment with what we're, where we're headed so that we can take the approach of like, okay, so what's the best way to get there? What do we need to do to get there? Which then even goes all the way back to what we were talking about with, um, being proactive versus reactive. So it's like when you kind of, it's almost like in the words that you use, it's, it's being partnering with somebody is different. I feel like than working for somebody, what do you think? Oh, massively. And, and, and,
2: Listen, here's the thing is we're going to see in the next five years, 10 years, uh, partnerships and collaboration in business exponentially increase. And that's because uh, there is a shortage in leadership. Above above all in business, there are a number of different gaps. But what there is not a surplus of is people who are leaders. Yeah, and so in order for people to find in a disconnected world where we where we have social connection through a screen, <coughs> we need to find um, partnerships and connections, collaboration and oftentimes the easiest and best way to do that is by partnering and collaborating in business. And so as we become more digitally disconnected, we will become more partnered and collaborative in our business world over the next decade. If you look at what we've done in the last, um, in the last couple of weeks here with, with, um, merging and partnering with uh, Hergenroth Realty Group, it is 100% predicated on the concept of um, leaders working with other leaders, knowing that we get way further faster if no one cares about the credit. Yeah. And I've moved well past the idea of caring who gets the credit for it. And so now it's, how do we do cool shit with cool? People. Look
0: at my bank account,
2: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know,
0: you, I,
2: I think about the, the PayPal mafia, right? It's yeah. like the, you, you create the most disruptive um, item of technology, uh, you know, in the past 20 years for the banking system, pre crypto. And um, yeah. you look at it, digital disruption of banking. And that really was the, the PayPal movement, and, yeah. you know, it was it started with eBay, and then it went to every other aspect of banking, and the the list of talent that was on the leadership roster at that time is insane. Many of them still working together on multiple projects off and on, and getting way more done that way.
0: Yeah, I talk about sports a lot, and so I talk about Michael and LeBron. Yeah, and so I'm I'm showing my age. I'm I'm always Team Michael. But what Mike? What Michael Jordan? Is individual he's a great basketball player and his ability to bring others around him to make them better was his superpower what lebron's what lebron has taught me lebron is a ceo he doesn't take people well he, he not only takes talent around him and makes them play better he takes he gets the best talent yeah, he's a hell of a recruiter he recruits yeah. the best.
2: Yeah. Michael Jordan didn't do that. Yeah, that's right. That is the that is one of the best observations I think from LeBron is that people just trash him for it, but
1: well, they you know what? Him. It's that's genius. Right. And I probably
2: did too. By the way, and I did I probably, not like LeBron but for But I wasn't a, a CEO. Yeah.
0: You know what? As yeah. a CEO, now that I'm a CEO, yeah. and I see what LeBron did, I give LeBron mad props yeah, because right. guess what? Everybody else was telling them. You had to have this guy in this guy, and Mike had. To, you know what? How many rings does LeBron have,
2: or whatever? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's going. I don't care if I'm the one who gets the credit. I want the ring, damn it. I want the and ring. That's a big, and that's a, and and that's a really, that level of maturity or that level of um, selflessness from an athlete really didn't show up much before that. He
0: was the first. Yeah. Well, I guess you could go to the Boston Celtics when they did. Yeah, yeah. But but he was the first that actually would go out and be like, hey, let's go. We play basketball during the summer. Why don't we Mm -hmm. team up on the whatever, the Lakers or whatever that is? Yep. So that to me is how we are running our business. There's some people that are recruiting raggedy people. That's right. And they don't have the ability to break those raggedy people better. Or you can be LeBron.
2: And and then just go recruit really talented people around you uh, to be partners with you. I think it's a heck of a lot faster to do it
0: that way. And you can do it for 20 years versus Mike. It took him 10 years and he had to develop all the talent around him and then the end of his year. So like you want to come in? Boom.
2: Yeah, it's way more tiring. Look at how much more career trajectory LeBron has left than what Michael had. Absolutely. I think one of the things you said that I want to want to kind of ask your perspective on is um, recognizing talent and value in others around you. Yes. because sometimes I think that what what in or- people in an organization can um, see, Is the annoyances of how different other people are instead of the appreciation for the differences that add value in ways maybe um, that particular individual does not, and so like I think about um, I'll I'll use the two of your examples, which is that what you what you've realized, Mike, is that Kate can do um, drastically different things that you can do, and you both add value in two totally different ways and. So rather than find it frustrating, you find it something where you're envious of it or your respect, the fact that Kate can take your big picture and chunk it down into something that, that she or others can take action on. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, that, and that's what's the challenge is, is recognizing you just have to be, um, how do you do that? and this is one thing like me and my wife right yeah. so like mm-hmm. so yeah you have an integrator you have a visionary and and you have to be able to recognize the gifts in your your for your colleagues your spouse whoever you have to be able to recognize their gifts and their talent and then also they have to give you grace the thing is, like I'm not wired the same way my wife is. And she's like, why don't you <laughs> yeah. why don't you see it this way? I'm like, I just don't. I don't know. So then that you have in in whoever you're working with, your spouse or whoever, you have to be able to recognize that. I don't know. I don't know how I got to the I wonder point. if it's
2: a willingness thing. The, uh, the, like a will is it a willingness to understand that we're all drastically different and there is no such thing as all good and all evil, it's we're all all amazing and all
0: bad, like that there are, there are shades of gray in this. You, this is, we're Voltron. This is Voltron. And so if I need somebody to kick somebody's ass and that my leg isn't going, I need to bring another, I need to get somebody else here and kick somebody's ass. Yeah. So this is Voltron for the younger people. That's power Rangers. I don't know (laughs) what the equivalent to power Rangers are to the millennials, but all that means is this is a partnership. So you're the head. And you have arms and you've got the legs. And that's the people that you bring into your organization. And it's their job to, if you want to punch somebody, if you're a Power Ranger, like your that arm has got to do that. If you start throwing hooks and nothing is moving, guess what? You need to replace your arm.
1: Yeah. Uh, back at what you were saying at one point, though, about the willingness. saw a really cool quote from the Gottman Institute this week. And it's talking about relationships definitely worth a follow. in terms, of, yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely talking about like your relationship with your spouse. But one of the things I think is cool is if you work out your relationship with your spouse, you can just about apply everything else everywhere else. It's yeah. just everything. a safe place to play that yep. out. Um, but it says one of the greatest gifts of a relationship is the ability to see the world through the eyes of another person intimately, deeply, profoundly in a way We're almost never able to do with another human being. Approach your partner with curiosity, and your life will be immeasurably enriched. And I feel like when you were saying, "Is it a willingness to understand people?" Like I think if you can be curious, if you can approach it with curiosity, you don't approach things with resentment. Typically, where you're like, "Why don't you understand it?" If you can be curious about how other people exist, yeah, Yeah. isn't that one of the challenges? Useful for you too,
2: isn't that one of the challenges of the world that we live in currently? Where the left can't see how the right doesn't yeah. see it the way they see it, and the right doesn't see how the left sees it that way, it absolutely blows my mind. I, I uh, saw something the other day that was talking about like the ultimate in the ultimate of intolerance is um, believing that you are incredibly tolerant and yet somehow still offended when someone is intolerant.
1: That's woke culture right now, <laughs> right? You're like it's a, like how, yeah,
2: absolutely. Culture. It's like how how can you how can you Posture that you are so wildly tolerant that you can accept all varying um, degrees of a situation except for one or except for of, of select few that is actually the ultimate intolerance. Yeah, and in that that piece is missing entirely is just trying to understand perspective, and so that's what I wonder is, is that the way the you have to be willing to see the good side of the the business trait that someone brings to the company um, so long as they're in the right seat on the bus. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that you should be tolerant of the introvert that you put in the sales role right. who's who's expected to get the result. Moving. It means you've probably got them on the right, the wrong seat of the bus yeah. once you see that you're still in value alignment and they're willing yeah. um, to adapt their, their title and their roles and can do the job so it's not willingness without results it's uh you have to have a willingness to see the and respect the value that others bring to the company